Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grief is difficult, I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, I am sharing my book, Grieving, Walking Through the Darkness with you. You'll discover that what you are experiencing, physically and emotionally, is normal. Healing is possible, and it is tied to the painful but powerful life lessons we learn. Remember, love always wins, and life will get better. Welcome to episode 13 of my podcast. It's Tuesday afternoon. M has a Texas-sized glass of iced tea waiting for me. Beads of sweat cover the glass. My iced tea reflects the bright Texas sun, giving it a golden hue. We sat under a large umbrella, anchored in the middle of a table, protecting us from the direct sun. It didn't help with the 100-degree heat. It doesn't matter. I like the Texas heat. Babe and I love to walk in it. Today, there was no small talk, how are you doing kind of thing for me, RM. As soon as I sat, she asked, how did the grieving group go today? I shrugged and said, it was interesting. Eva had a family emergency. Nine women and I showed up. D asked me to begin the group with a prayer. I thank God for the presence of each of us, and I ask God to heal each of us. What happened with the leaderless group? Who took the lead? Asked them. I did. I asked the woman to tell a story of something good that happened to them this week. I began and told them how the front desk people at the Y ask me every day how I am doing. They ask me if there is anything they can do for me. They want to make sure I am eating okay. After my brief story, I asked the woman if anything good happened to them this week. Each one told a story. I sat back and watched and listened. Two hours passed quickly. It was a good meeting. Have you decided to stay with it, M asked? I'm not sure. In some respects, I think it is more of a social group than a grieving group. It's a Tuesday morning grieving coffee clutch. I'll give it another week. Ready for the next step? M's eyes appraised me. What is the next step, I replied. What she said next nearly knocked me off my chair. How does it feel to have a broken heart, Ray? M's words went straight from her mouth to my broken heart. They knocked the wind out of me. I stared at her, speechless. My vocal cords froze. My internal emotional pain sirens blasted a warning of a potential F5 emotional storm as memories flooded back. My tears started to flow. I asked myself, why is she torturing me? What do I say? How do I feel? I wanted to tell him to take a good look at me. My look said it all. I lifted my eyes from the iced tea to M. She said nothing. M watched and waited. She used the silence the way an artist used paints. I couldn't stand the silence. The need to speak overwhelmed me. I said, I don't know how else to say it. When babe died, I lost the best part of me. I discovered what others mean when they speak about their broken heart. My heart crashed to the floor and shattered into a thousand small pieces. There is a difference between being broken and shattered, Em. When something breaks, it is possible to fix it. When it shatters, one can only hope to replace it with a reasonable facsimile. My heart will never be the same. I paused, 
The images in my mind started flashing at the speed of light on my mind's screen. They were images of babe suffering, images of death walking into her hospice room, uninvited, images of sorrow etched on her face. For all the years we planned together, that will never be ours. Words cannot describe what I feel. Only those who share a similar experience understand. I inhaled a deep breath and continued. Babe owns my heart, Em. She fills every crevice. Her death didn't remove her from my heart. She remains fixed in it. Babe and I were one, each with distinct personalities. Thank God she wasn't like me. We would have fought all the time. She was my soft side. She was my healing side. She was as close to God as anyone I've known, but not in a religious way. She held an innate spirituality within her core being. Being close to Babe is being close to God. I think it is the way lovers feel. There is no separation. The lovers, so close yet distinct, each lover sees all that is good in the other. They do not look the other way at the other's faults. They forgive, forget, and embrace the other, faults and all. Babe is the only one who accepted me as I am, faults and all. I did the same for her. Those who watched us couldn't tell where our relationship magic began or ended. Was it coming from Babe? Was it coming from me? No one knew for certain. Our relationship was much like a clarinet virtuoso. When a virtuoso plays a clarinet, the listener can't distinguish who the music is coming from. The clarinet or the virtuoso. The virtuoso makes playing the clarinet appear easy as if the clarinet were part of her being. That is the way it is with lovers. Lovers make loving look easy. Now for me, the music is gone. I scramble on my hands and knees, trying to pick up the pieces of my broken, shattered heart. I stopped talking. I had no more words. I turned away from him and stared out into her garden. I was looking at everything and seeing nothing. The only sounds I heard were those from birds flying in and out of M's bird feeders and the rhythmic singing of the cicadas. I lifted my eyes from her bird feeders and gazed further off into the distance. My tears began carving rivulets on my cheeks. I am certain my broken, shattered heart will never mend. M interrupted my train of thought. Ray, it feels shattered. It is broken, but it will mend. I start to speak. She held her hand up to silence my rebuttal. She said, my heart was broken and it felt shattered. It mended. It still holds painful memories. It holds far more memories of love. The memories of love far outweigh the memories of pain. Getting distance from pain opens the gates for love's memories to rise to the surface. I managed a small smile. It's a weak and futile attempt on my part. It didn't feel like a smile. I responded, I am wounded. My flesh is ripped open. In the past, when I injured myself, I could see it. I could touch it. I saw blood flowing from the wound. If the injury was minor, I'd clean my wound using an antiseptic ointment and putting a bandage on the wound until the wound closed. The wound scabbed over and the scar tissue eventually replaced the scab. If it was more serious, I'd go to the ER or a nearby 24-hour clinic. I may get stitches or staples to close the wound, or even an antibiotic as a precaution. Eventually the skin came together. The stitches either dissolved or a nurse removed them. The pain left. All I had is a memory as a scar. 
M said, the wound from Barb's loss is not only etched on your heart ray, it is on every cell in your body. Pain is visible on your face, in your eyes, and in your voice. Only someone who experienced it, or is experiencing it, can recognize your signs. Otherwise, it remains invisible. I know, Em, I know. Wherever I go, it is as close to me as my shadow. I cry openly at the sound of a song, a memory, and countless triggers that peel the scabs off my wounds. Early this morning, before I went to the grieving group, I visited Babe's grave. I brought a single red rose with me to place on it. I frequently bought her a single long stem red rose to surprise her. I'd knock on the door, the stem of the rose locked in my teeth. Each time the same surprise was new for Babe. Each time she treasured her rose. As I came closer to the cemetery, my wound began to ache. I parked my car on the road and walked to Babe's grave. The soil on her grave was still fresh. It was brown with no trace of grass. I imagine the caretakers will soon place grass on it when the soil finishes settling. As soon as I saw Babe's grave, my wound began to bleed. Tears flowed as if I were in the middle of an emotional monsoon season. The torrent of tears grew as I placed the rose on her grave and read the small marker placed on top of her grave to mark the spot until a more suitable plaque takes the marker's place. I walked to the foot of her grave, pulled my rosary from my pocket, and prayed the rosary silent. I knew if I opened my mouth to utter the words, I'd never finish. M spoke softly. There's no exact measurement for the healing time of an emotional wound ray. A doctor can predict how long it will take a broken bone to mend, or how long it will take a cut to heal. An emotional wound is a far different story. How long it takes to heal a broken heart is indeterminate. You don't know how long it will take, I said, as my heart slammed into my stomach. I can't predict the future. If I could, Peter would still be with me. You're doing fine. It doesn't feel that way to you. I know. I know others who, after years, haven't come as far as you have in three weeks. What you can't do is to stuff your emotions. If you do, it's like stuffing them into a water pipe. If you stuff enough into the water pipe, water stops flowing. If you stuff your emotions, your wounds will continue to bleed. Your broken heart will never mend. Before I can respond, M jumps in with a question. When I read your journal, I feel your raw emotions. That's a good sign. I find journaling helps me express my raw emotions. I took your advice. I write. I don't try to think too much. I let the words flow from my heart. Journaling has me in a space where it's all right to cry. It's all right to talk about how I feel. M smiled. That's good, Ray. Journaling will keep the infections out of your wounds. You can't make anything happen. You can't treat your wounds with love. When the blood is flowing from your wounds, acknowledge it and keep going. You're making progress. Relax. Don't think too much about our meeting. How about Friday? Let's meet at the coffee shop at 9. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please hit the like button. Please subscribe to get notifications of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, Looking on the Bright Side, at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience or want to share your grieving experiences with me, 
please email me at ray.breeze, B-R-E-S-E, at gmail.com. My book, Grieving, Walking Through the Darkness, is available on Amazon. Have a great day and stay strong. Never quit. Never give up.